You got a little work going on there behind you. Yeah. Whoa. So. That, oh, my God, that's loud. Yeah. Dan's cans are incredibly loud. They're that deafening. Was... I, after that, now I need them back up to the volume they were at because they just blew out my eardrums. Yeah. Uh, so when you we sit and record this, I sit in my normal spot, and Brendan, you sit over in Dan's desk, which I don't think he knows, and I know he doesn't want. No. I know he doesn't like the that. The last thing I ever want is for him to ever know that I've sat here. Well, he kind of knows because when he sits down always the day after uh-huh. we do this, he starts to record above the noise and looks at his headphones because they're the wrong volume and then Damn puts it. them back up so he knows somebody's sitting there. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got to put it back. Yeah, you got to be smarter oh than that, dog. Oh my god. His his headphones though are I have bad ears from wearing headphones for the last 20 years. Uh and I'm mostly deaf and I wear mine relatively high, but his are just they are punishing on your ears. Yeah. Oh, shocking. Yeah, shock makes, to the system. Sometimes they make you dizzy. Like if you hear something so loud, you're like, "Ooh, it throws off your equilibrium or something." Yeah. Not a lot of people we cut it out, but I Passed out for like five minutes. You, that's happened before. <laughs> it has. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we'll make a super reel of it or something. Mm-hmm. Like a, mm-hmm. a bonus podcast edition or something. <laughs> yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Uh, I just went to, you know how I make fun of uh, Hamilton all the time? Mm-hmm. That play. It's like the greatest play of all time. Yeah. Everybody loves it and they go bonkers over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just, I tend to make fun of it a lot because... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just I'm a wise ass and I kind of do that anyway. But there's just something about uh, like rapping historical figure thing that just does not sit right with me for some reason. Yeah. You and Gerard Carmichael. Yeah. I think he compared it to the uh, uh, an after school special, like rapping about like why you're not supposed <laughs> to do drugs. Yeah. Um, but I I I love Hamilton. I love Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> Yeah, and it's really not. I don't. I don't mean to be, like he's obviously an incredibly talented guy, and I know that I'm in the minority here, and I'm very. I'm probably wrong. I'm probably wrong. But when I watch it, I just I get secondhand embarrassment from seeing it. I get you. I get you. I, I could see how people would be like, it's cringeworthy. I mean, are you gonna go see it so that you actually can prove? Because I feel like you're going to go see it, and you're going to come back. Yeah, I think I might have been wrong. I think I might have been wrong. Because you only heard, like, what, Spotify? I've heard the tracks. songs on Spotify, yeah. And and I've seen whatever the little bits I've seen on TV or, like, some coverage of it or something. Right. Well, uh, when it comes to the Bushnell. That's the local place in Hartford, Connecticut, yes. where I live, which it actually is coming to the Bushnell Theater. Just just go see it. Um. I don't know. I think I feel like honestly, I feel like the whole run sold out in two seconds. So I, I probably have to get it this next time around. Yeah, flex, flex those DP show muscles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't go over well in Hartford. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of love for it. Um, yeah, I, there's just, there's something so when I think about the forefathers of this country, mm-hmm. right? Or there is nothing further from rap culture and hip hop that I can think of than the men who started, than the historical figures of the United States of America. That's why it's so genius. He's blending two worlds and, and opening up doors to two different cultures and, and 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 allowing more people to learn something in a different different way while also telling an incredibly engaging story about no, an incredibly impressive man. I have no doubt that 
it's probably an impressive story and an impressive person. Yeah. I just would rather see them sing it or speak it than rap it. Okay. Uh, that being said, I did just go to, so I'm, I'm very outspoken on, uh, Hamilton and how I don't really care for it. Yeah. You t- you've taken a hard stance as the guy in the studio that doesn't like Hamilton. I have. I've really dug es- in on Especially it. when McLovin brought up that Gerard Carmichael said he did, was, thought it was lame. You just like put up a fist in agreement. Yeah. You're just like, yeah. Finally. Right I'm, here. It, because aside from him, I was the only other person I've heard say, like, this is garbage. Well, they all laughed at what he said in that show, that that show, The uh, the Barbershop. Yeah. But he, even Snoop was like, nah, man, you're wrong. <laughs> oh, was he? Yeah. Uh-huh. He's like, he's like it, it's blending, you know, bringing rap to a different atmosphere, which is a good thing. I was like, it's right, Snoop. So even I, I certainly haven't uh, kept that a secret from my wife that I don't really care for uh, Hamilton, and she doesn't like music musicals at all. She doesn't like any type of music. She didn't like Chicago. She didn't like none of it. Right? Really? So then I get a an, a text from her as I do while I'm at work saying, "Hey, I just got us tickets for this improvised historical hip hopera." Oh, my God. <laughs> in Hartford, <laughs> I'm really excited to go. And I was like, uh, nope, not going. Hard pass. Hard pass. And she was said, why? Don't you think, like, it's a date night. We And we always go to this one uh, improv place in my town in Hartford. It's called CT Improv, and they're great. Mm-hmm. They're awesome. They have this little theater uh, that's sort of down uh, in downtown Hartford, and they serve some beer and some wine. And it's a lot of laughs, and they're all very talented. And she was like, but it's, you know, it's the same people. It's a CT thing, and we try to support them. Uh, I think you'll love it. And I was hard pass, right? And dug mm-hmm. in again saying, I'm not going. You can go with one of your friends, but I'm not going to go sit through that. Absolutely not. I, don't, I just have no interest in doing it. If you really want me to, fine, I will. Tell her I'm available. So I'll take her. I, uh, I had her then was scheduled to go see uh we had just talked about how jawbreaker who's mm-hmm. one of my favorite bands they were playing a show in new jersey and uh this other band lucero was opening for them so i'm like right. two of my favorites I'm like this is the best thing in the world it's in asbury park which is my favorite place to go see a show probably have a bunch of friends there i'm gonna go with my brother dave your best friend so uh we all of that was going so then hurricane florence hits and uh they decided not knowing which path it was going to take the band decided to cancel their show. Mm-hmm. So Jawbreaker Lucero is canceled, which means my trip to Asbury Park is canceled, which means I am now available to go to oh. the improvised historical hip-hopera at hip-hopera. CT Improv. Uh, and so I sort of was like, all right, whatever, I'll just go, and I'm sure it'll be great. I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, and we got there, and I went and saw it on Friday that just passed, and it was... One of the most hilarious things I've ever seen in my entire life. And I was extremely wrong about the improvised historical hip hop. It was this group, this uh, they're out of New York City called North Coast. And uh, they there was four of them and they got up there. They took a suggestion from the crowd and made up an entire uh, an entire like opera you know hip hopera hip hopera uh about this person's life and it was absolutely hilarious yeah 
like to the point where I was crying, laughing so hard. I, it, I loved it. It was so. So great. was the hip hop discussing historical elements? It wasn't so jarring for your uh, for your needs. Uh, I mean, where do you feel like it's a possibility that some things could work like that in the? Well, you know, well, so I think that part of the reason why I really loved this so much is because it was improv. All right. Right. They, they were making it all up on the spot. That's that's definitely a factor in like, but I, I think I think you got to give Hamilton a shot. I mean, if if listen, if you ju- you just admitted that you were wrong, like flat out wrong. Yes, I did. I so said I, think, I said I was absolutely wrong. Yes. And I told my wife I was absolutely I know, wrong. I know. And that's the best thing she probably ever wanted to hear on date night. Anyways, that's the best better than flowers. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you got to check out Hamilton. I think you got to do it. You you oh you you clearly just you put yourself in a position where you're like I may not have a good barometer, quality barometer for these things. I got to give it a shot. It's, it's fair. Yeah, it's fair. You know, I was just cutting my grass the other day too, and I was thinking about how I'm not. In this, I might be a terrible judge of people, okay, <laughs> and things. <laughs> Odd things to think about. I know. I'm no, not, mowing your grass, it's it's one of the things I miss the most living in the city. Mowing your grass is like one of the most meditative processes ever because yeah. you just, you know, you're, you're, you're doing like a very like repetitive, mundane task. And like all you could do is just think like, huh, why did I say that to that guy? So we'll see. I can't do that. I, I already do so much of that in my head anyway. Okay. I, I second guess and, and judge every possible interaction i have just yesterday downstairs uh there's like a, a cop here and uh i was like hey dude what's up man and i went to shake his hand and he went for the fist bump and it's still bothering me today and this is a guy that i've never i met once uh he's here today i'm like hey man what's up just trying to say hello you know yeah be a normal person and i messed it up and it still bothers me so i and with I have dozens of interactions like that a day, and they torture me, and I spend all day thinking about them. So I, I panic before those moments. So like I panic like as this today as I was walking up to like walk past the cop, I panicked like, okay, am I gonna give him the head nod? Am I gonna shake his hand? Am I gonna high five him? Am I gonna say something? It happens all the time. It happens when we're in New York and we pass a security guy. I'm like, I was like, I because I go down up and down from my car a bunch of times. I'm yeah. just like, do I say, hey, man, how you doing? Or, like, do I make some stupid like joke? Like the third like, time that you're going yeah, past like, oh, Time to go make the donuts. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what, like, social, like, micro-social interactions are the only thing that caused me anxiety. Right. The right. sole thing in this world that caused me anxiety. It's just one of the many things that are just piling on top of me uh, and crushing me down. Yeah. Um, and actually, maybe this, so I tend to listen to a lot of books. I don't read books, but I listen to them all the time. And then I say I read this book because mm. I, like, I don't like saying I, I listened to this book because it just sounds weird to me. So I say I read it. Right. Uh, and I'm listening to this book about personalities. And maybe someday we'll do a podcast on it. I want to finish it first, though. Okay. Um, but it's really interesting. And it was, it was recommended to me uh, from a friend. And it's really nice. Yeah, nice. it's good. It's good. Uh, I managed to get away. So that was Friday night that I went to uh, the improvised historical hip hopera, mm-hmm. uh, and it was awesome. And they killed. They, those people crushed. They're super talented, and they should be very proud of themselves. And I hope them. I wish them all the success in the world because they're just absolutely brilliant. 
uh, and I managed to. Get, it was m- me and myself, uh, me and myself. It was me, and my wife, and her friend all went. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, we went out to uh, a beer festival. It's called uh, Small State Great Beer, and okay. there was I don't know like thirty different beers from all over Connecticut there, mm-hmm. and it was really good. And I managed to drink beer all day, essentially all day. Then went all night. Might have gotten a little heavy at night. Where uh, once, because you know, after you've been drinking beer all day and then you have a little whiskey, it tends to hit you a little harder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it adds that. Uh, it yeah. turn it ad- it turns it up to ten. Like you're you're like at like six. Right. Right. Because you've been drinking beer all day, and then you're just like, whiskey shows up to the party, and because sometimes you just need a taste. Somebody drop the bass. You're like, mm, I just need a taste. I got to change this beer taste out of my mouth. So you get a little whiskey, but luckily that was the end of the night. I managed to avoid both of those things with uh, both of those two events without any type of awkward moments. That's great. Which I think is fantastic. That's a win. It felt like a huge win for me. Um, yeah, I I. I did not have that. I had to go to a gala on Saturday night. Which is already awkward. Oh, my God. The amount of laps I did to and from the hors d'oeuvre table (laughs) to, like, the far corner because, like, I made the mistake of getting there on time, which is, like, there's, like, an hour and a half long cocktail hour. Yeah. And I know zero people to this thing. I did the video that they were playing before the gala to try to get people to, like, donate more money. Yeah. And I'm just... Just doing laps, like and trying to find. I was like, "Can I? Would, it, would I seem like a weirdo if I stand in this corner and drink my wine?" <laughs> nope. Okay. Uh. All right. Uh. Nope. Somebody wants to stand at this table. You guys take it. I'm good. I'm gonna. Did you roll solo to this thing? I did. My wife. I. So I. I screwed up. I told her it was Friday, and she's like, oh, "Okay, great." She took work off. Then it turns out it was on Saturday, and she's like, I have a wedding. Oh. You're an idiot. Oh. And I'm like, no, dude, that's the worst. And it's not something I could bail out of because I've, they've bought me a table. Like, they bought me a seat. Like, people, like, pay to, like, go to this thing and, like, bid and do whatever they do with these things. And What did you do? It was bad. Dude, you totally hosed yourself. Yeah, no, I was, it was not good. Um, I try. I made some friends. Table was a little bit easier because um, you're like eating and stuff, and people are like, "Oh, what do you, you do here?" I'm like, oh, "I did the video," and they're like, "Oh, cool." I'm like, "You could that? That's a little bit easier." But just like wandering around a cocktail space for an hour and a half, trying not to drink too fast because you, you don't know what to do with your hands. It's just yeah, brutal. There's people who are comfortable going to the bar by themselves, sitting down, hanging out, meeting people, and having drinks mm. i'm not that person i would have pro no joke i probably would have just left yeah if i was in your i give you a lot of credit for sticking it out because i would have just been so uncomfortable there by myself doing yeah. those laps <laughs> it was pretty funny i went and looked at like all the things people were bidding on and just like pretend i was like oh i could bid on that yeah okay mm, gonna keep moving yeah <laughs> yeah but i became very good friends with the bartender of course she loved my wiener dog tie how oh my god what did you wear to this gala? I wore a black suit with a black tie that has a bunch of little wiener dogs on it, <laughs> which I already kind of looked like a ding dong, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like, "I love your tie." She's like, "How are how's the food out there?" And I was just like, "Oh, well, the mini cocktail hot dogs are great." <laughs> no, you didn't. She didn't get the joke. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like, "Okay, good." 
Here's your drink. Get out of my face. <laughs> oh, my God. How many times did you tip every drink? Every drink. A dollar every drink. Was it open bar or did you have to pay? Open bar. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I, I'm i of the mindset you either like, if you're, I didn't know if I was going to be going to the same bartender every time. Right. So I would, if I'm going to the same bartender every time, I'll drop a five in the beginning and make sure they see it. And then you don't really need to tip again. But if you're going back, yeah. like you go to a different bartender and they're just like, okay, like no money. I'm like, hey, I gave a 10 spot yeah. to the other lady. I, just, I dropped just a 20 over there before, but I. Talk to her. Tell, she'll tell count? you. Yeah. But. That's always tricky. Etiquette. I'm, I, I'm I, bad with cash anyway. I almost never have it on me. Mm. And when I do, then like, so I'll stop at the ATM and you get 60 bucks or 100 bucks or something. And it's all in 20s. And then you're like, oh, crap. I, I need three singles right now. Right. And I got a 20. What am I going to do? Just drop the 20 and, and know in my heart and head, well, hey, I gave him 20 bucks. I'm good. Yeah. I don't have to feel bad if this person thinks I didn't tip. I did. Right. Yeah. I'm bad with, like, general etiquette stuff. Never mind gala etiquette. Yeah. That's the pits, man. Yeah, that was rough. Sounds I like got there. It, I got there, and the guy's like, uh, you don't have a credit card on file. Would you like to put one on now? And I'm like, I'm not paying for anything. Uh, and I just like, I immediately, I was just like, I, well, I'm not paying. Like, <laughs> I'm not buying he, anything. He's like, that's fine. Do bidding. you not want to bid? And I was like, oh, no. I did the video. <laughs> and he's just like, okay, like, here's your ticket, you weirdo. <laughs> like, yeah. Jesus. I have a potentially awkward situation coming up, too. And uh, only awkward because I'm going to make it awkward. Mm -hmm. Not because this is a normal everyday life thing. But my son, uh, he's eight. And he seems to have a never-ending string of birthday parties to go to. Woof. That almost every time I can get out of, and unless it's a kid that I really know and we know their parents, then I'll always go. But when it's some random kid, I you know I feel bad ish that my wife always has to go. But I don't know. Nah, nah. <laughs> I just kind of feel like you know everybody, you know all the people. Uh, can you handle this one? <laughs> I'm going to stay home and cut the grass or, there you, go. you know, do something around the house. But now she's working this weekend coming up and I have to go to the birthday party and it's going to be me and all the other mothers Harris. probably. Moms. Uh, yeah. And it's all people. I've never met the kid. I've never met any, either of the parents and it's in a town that I don't even know anybody. And it's not even, it's not even a kid, like another kid from that goes to my kid's school. It's mm -hmm. somebody that he met through some camp oh, or something. Geez. So it's I couldn't be more, you know, further removed from knowing people. And now I'm going to have to stand around and uh, talk, <laughs> which yeah. isn't easy for me. It's no. not easy for me to hold. What's it. what's your what's your? You just gonna be hi. I'm Patrick. Or are you Mr. Yeah, O'Connor? Oh uh, uh, yeah, I'm Patrick. Or are you just Kieran's dad? Uh, yeah, I'm Kieran's dad. Hi, I'm Kieran's dad. Yeah, Patrick. Hi, I'm I Kieran's work for dad. the Dan Patrick Show. Yeah, I almost never mention that uh, unless somebody asks unless what I do. What do you do for a living? My wife gets annoyed at me because I'm like, oh, I work in TV and radio. And they she's say, like, say, what did I do? Oh, that's it. She's like, oh, God, I hate when you do this game. She's like, he's on a sports talk TV show, radio show. It's called The Dan Patrick Show. And they're like, oh, ESPN? No, we used to be at ESPN, but whatever. She's like, I hate when you play this game of making people drag it out of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, you're. it's actually a genius game because it – you're taking what you're extending those like conversational points out so you don't have to try to make up more of them and have real conversation. 
Oh, I hate when you play this game. This game. <laughs> He's on TV. He's a TV guy. It's a Dan Patrick show. No, it's not on ESPN anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. No, it used to be on ESPN. I tell them the same story of how I used to work at ESPN. I left with Dan when he started his own company. And, and I'm like, yeah, it's a good job. It's fun. It's been doing that about uh, 11 years now. I, t- I told my wife I'm going to start making up stories. That's like, fun. oh, I'm a semi-pro wrestler. <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, that's interesting. I was like, and I'm only going to do it at, like, because she's an event planner. So, like, we occasionally have to go to fancier events. And so uh, I'm just going to be like, oh, I'm a semi-professional wrestler. And I'll be like, okay. Like, <laughs> my name is Farmstrong. I come out with a bale of hay and a straw hat and overalls. <laughs> That's great. I just want to gauge some. I mean, what am I going to lose? And then she'll probably come and shake. He's not a professional wrestler. He's a movie maker. I like that it's semi-professional. Yeah. <laughs> come on. Semi-pro wrestler. Yeah. Really? You got to have dreams. That's fascinating. Wow. Where do you wrestle? Yeah. Jersey. <laughs> Real? What? Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. So yeah. that's that's the only thing that I've got going. Other than that, I really just, my weekends consist, that last weekend was a very busy weekend, actually. And yeah. I had a lot of plans, and it felt great. Because it was like, man, we went out and did stuff. I was more social than I normally am. Mm. And I, I feel like I was friendly. Nobody got mad at me or anything. I was like, all right, this is this was a good weekend. Because normally my weekends are spent uh, either doing work around my house or bringing my son to soccer. That's yeah. essentially what, especially this time of year, fall is all soccer. Mm. And there's a lot. There's a strong yard work time too. Where you got to. You're still cutting the grass, which is kind of annoying, but the leaves are falling too. You got to start getting your mums ready and all that stuff. So jealous. We got Halloween around the corner, so I'm getting my decorations out. I go. I go hard on Halloween. I go big. That 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 checks out. That doesn't surprise me. Um, and so. But, yeah, it's really like my son right now is playing. He's on two different soccer teams. He's eight, and he's on two different soccer teams. He has soccer five days a week. He has practice Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, games Saturday, Sunday. That's awesome. It is it too much, though? Nah. I remember that was – I kind of loved – I mean, I don't know if I loved it at the time, but I, I sort of missed that, like, after-school – Sports, athletics. I wasn't good by any means, but there's something to be said where hanging out with your buddies after school and yeah. running around outside with a goal in mind. So, well, see, that's it's not like we, me and my wife, we're not pushing him to mm. play more soccer. You know, we're following his lead. Yeah. And he really loves the game. And this, he actually, in the last year, he's actually gotten good. Where so, so this uh, the, he's been playing for the local Hartford team, uh, which is you know like a normal travel team. You play mm-hmm. other towns and stuff. And then this other coach s- saw him play and and approached him and was like, "Hey, uh, can he play on my team too?" And we're like, uh, "I said, Kieran, what do you think? You feel like playing more soccer?" And he was like, "Absolutely, yeah, definitely." He ab- he really wanted to play for this other team, and he's kind of got designs to go play for this. There's you know there's different le- levels of uh, youth sports or youth soccer and there's premier level and I don't know if they have it at his age yet but he's sort of got designs on going there where that's where you play teams in different states and stuff like that nice I mean so then I mean if it's on his volition like then the extra soccer is what he wants to be doing so that's good I feel like we're just going to take this fall and try it out and see if five days is too much and if not then we'll just pull one out you know and pull back from one yeah and he I think that we he's diverse enough in his interests, right? So he plays soccer all this time. 
He's not doing it right now, but next month he'll start fencing again. Mm-hmm. He just he fences once a week. He's auditioning for a play later this month. So he likes to do that a lot. He likes to act or at least perform on stage. Yeah. So he's got that. Those are all different things. You it's, know, it's well rounded. It sounds like eventually like something will probably bite more than the others. Maybe not. Mm. Maybe he'll just like keeping it balanced, which is cool. It's not a bad thing. No. I just I do want I don't want him to get burned out, you know? Yeah. I think just keep an eye on him. You know. Yeah. How you doing, boy? Yeah. Hey kid, you get if he starts complaining about doing things, being tired or like too tired, I think would be the big one you'd be worried about. But. Yeah, but yeah. he's also gonna start getting tired because he's getting older. Yeah. Bones are growing and stuff. Oh my no, god, you're you're about you're getting. In, how far are you from the uh, the teenage years? Oh. Uh, well, he'll be not four. because he'll be nine in January. Oh boy. So yeah, third. You know, then after nine. Is ten, and that's double digits. Double digits, and dog. once it, once it's double digits, you never go back. Yeah, you that's never it. go back. And so, yeah, we're right around the corner from all kinds of stuff happening to this kid. Yeah, uh, but right now it's awesome. He's great. Cool. He's a good boy, uh, and he's he's turning into a nice little soccer player. Which I'm not gonna lie, soccer is my favorite sport, and I'm kind of geeked on it. That's he's great. he's never he's never been the best player on the field, but he's gotten good. Where you, the best players are like, oh yeah, that kid, he could play with us. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm pretty stoked on that. I try not to be too into it, but I try not to get too competitive about it because it's just you know they're eight, right? <laughs> it's really not that big of a deal. <laughs> uh, nobody's winning the World Cup this year, uh, but yeah, it's pretty dope. I like it. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't know what about is there anything else going on with you aside from that gala? Um, I just had a actually I just had an incredibly awkward phone call with my current landlord. Oh. I meant to Oh, you've got some moving uh yeah. drama going on. Yeah, I found I don't out know if you want to talk about that. No, nah, it's fine. I I can hit it real fast. <laughs> Friday, I found out from my wife that we had to move out of our apartment. And you had to move out why? Uh ants. We had ants. Which a lot of people have ants, but yeah. it was just the ants were really the baseline of the problem of everything else sort of just uh, came all at once. That's the one that opened the uh, floodgates there. Right. And so then she, I was like, all right, find some places and we'll, we'll look. And sure enough, she just came back with a list of places. We went and checked a few out, saw one we liked on Sunday, uh, put in our paperwork on Monday. Uh, then we got approved by the co-op yesterday and now we are moving. And so I texted my current landlord to let him know that we are going to be moving in, you know, I hope I texted to texted him to find, find out when he was going to be home. Cause I wanted to tell him in person, like a face to face thing. It's just a little more appropriate. It feels like, and then he called me and I was like, Oh, I'm not going to answer this. And then I accidentally answered and I was like, Hey, Tommy. <laughs> Um, and he's like, Hey, Brennan, what's up? Um, and, uh, I was just like, ah, nothing. So um, you didn't have a lease or something that you were breaking? No. So we actually had a pretty, we've got a soft deal. We signed a one year lease with him. And then he's like, if you need to leave, just let me know 30 days out and you're good. That's pretty standard. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, but we never signed another lease. So he's like, it's not, 
You're not breaking anything. Just give me a heads up. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, you know, he likes us. We're good tenants. We're clean. We pay our bills on time, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I take care of a lot of stuff if he's gone. Um, but anyway, so he, he loves us. And like, so I just had to tell him I was just like, I, I was just blindsided by it. I was just like, uh, Allie and I found a place and we're moving. He's like, oh, okay. That's, uh, that's too bad. And he just sounded really, really hurt. Uh, and, uh, he's just like, I wanted you guys to stay here forever. And I'm like, Jesus, Tommy, <laughs> like, um, he's just a very sweet little Chinese gentleman. Um, so English isn't his first language. Oh, okay. And so, um, he, I could tell he was trying to find the words he wanted to say. Yeah. But he couldn't. And it was just like, I felt like breaking up with somebody. He's like, you know, is it something I did? He's like, is there anything we can do to make the place better for you? Like, and I was, I was just like heartbreaking. Um, so yeah, that was, that was five minutes before we did this. Just had to break a small man's heart. You were breaking up with your landlord. Your landlord. Yeah. Him and I w- would go for bike rides, go fishing. Oh, you guys are friends. Oh, we were boys. Oh, we used... so you left that. I was just like, because part of me, I, know I, was trying not to be, <laughs> I was trying not to be mean to you, but it'd be like, dude, just. I'm not ready to process me. it. It's just, it's too soon. <laughs> that was my biggest fear, too. Right away when Allison's like, we got to move. I was like, what am I going to say to Tommy? She's like, just you guys tell go him we're moving. Together. Well, so we there's a access to the East River behind Costco. There's a big park back there in Queens, and uh, he showed it's great, great little spot to go fishing. You ride your bike down there, go fishing. Yeah, uh, it's not like me. we did this every, you know, every weekend. It was like maybe twice we've gone. But um, do you know how many other tenants he has? Uh there's three on the top floor, and that's it. But he said we were the best tenants he's ever had. Oh, I was like, oh, man, Tommy. This is so emotional. And it, it's also like the first apartment that I've been on my own in. Like, I mean, I'm with my wife, but it was like the first time it was like there's no other roommates or anything. And yeah. it, we got it right before we got married. So there's an emotional attachment to it. And it's the first time I ever had an apartment where I walked in and it felt like home. Mm. Because we bought everything for the apartment to fit the apartment. And it's just, I'm more turned up about it than, than Allison is. She's just like, I'm out. Let's is your it. wife, your wife is just more, uh, I don't know, what's the word, like pragmatic? Pragmatic, that's it. I'm a romantic. She's pragmatic. Yeah, you're the artist of the right. bunch? Yep. So. Yeah, all right, that's interesting. That's, man, moving sucks. Move. Moving you found sucks. a place fast, though, man. Oh, my God. It was so fast. And the approval process was the fastest it's ever been. Moving can be such a pain. Just have all your documents ready. That's it. <laughs> That's your tip? Yeah. My tip is have all your documents ready and have a good employment letter. Yeah. And no. then uh, make sure your credit's up to snuff, and then yeah. you're good. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, that's really interesting, man. Good luck moving. Thank you. I'll keep uh, you posted. Yeah, yeah, keep me posted. And mm-hmm. uh, hmm. I don't know. Do you have anything else? No. To say? No. If you need a hand moving, I'll I'll help you. Thanks. If I'm not busy that weekend. Yeah. Ah. Uh, <laughs> so I think for the <laughs> I have moved so many people in my life. Yeah. 
I'm the guy that people call and they're like, hey, do you want to come help me move? Like, I like have a hard time lying about stuff. I'm just like, damn it. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> fine. fine. Yeah. God. Well, geez. you know how to drive a U-Haul. Yeah, it's not hard. It's just a car, but know, bigger. It's, yeah, it's just a car, but bigger. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So. All cool. right. Well, all right. That's. I think we're good. I think we. That was fun. I'm glad we were able to talk about all that stuff. And, yeah. And uh, I also want to thank Mario Miranda for editing this and yeah, posting thanks, it. Yeah, Mario. And he's gonna write up something about it, and uh, and that's good. And it's a tremendous help. And I yeah, mean, every week, I mean, say thank you to him for doing the work, and then I never remember. I'm yeah. Like, hey, uh, Mario. Mario? Hey, Mario. Good job. Thank you. Good job. All right. I'll see you later, man. Okay, bye.